0: Hello and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Asset Management. Today is March 6th, 2023. One obstacle to assessing the direction of the American economy. Is the difficulty in getting a handle on how many people live in this country and how fast that number is growing? It would seem to be a very elementary problem. Surely the Census Bureau provides timely data on the size of the population as well as births, deaths, and net migration. But it does not. So far as I know, there is no official consistent measure of any of these numbers on a monthly or, for that matter, annual basis going back over the decades. Moreover, the last time the Census provided a projection of the future part these vital statistics was back in 2017. Still, it's important, particularly in the wake of the societal changes wrought by the pandemic, to get a handle on U.S. population growth. And recent data from st- some states on births, from the CDC on deaths, and from the State Department on immigration shows some improvement. U.S. population growth remains very low by the standards of previous decades. However, it does seem to have partially recovered from its mid-pandemic trough. This should help bolster personal consumption and spending, as well as home building, and may provide a slightly more positive outlook on long-term employment and economic growth. One question left hanging by the lack of timely government data is whether the pandemic induced a baby boom or a baby bust, or whether any trend established would survive the pandemic itself. We now have some partial answers. The CDC currently publishes provisional monthly data for total U.S. births and deaths for 2021 and most of 2022 in its so-called vital statistics rapid release program. It's not that rapid, by the way, since most of the recent data are from last September. However, we do know that historically U.S. births peaked in 1957 at 4.3 million fell to 3.1 million babies in 1973, recovered to 4.3 million in 2007, and then fell by roughly 1.1% per year to reach a total of 3,743,000 in the 12 months ending in March 2020. After that, recorded births fell dramatically, initially possibly because of lagging reports in a healthcare system in crisis, and then because many couples likely decided to postpone having a baby until the pandemic receded. In the 12 months ended in May 2021, births had fallen to 3.569 million, with a cumulative shortfall in births since the start of the pandemic of roughly 143,000 relative to the pre-pandemic trend. Since then, America's families have been playing catch-up. While we have only official data through September 2022, extrapolating using state data suggests a modestly above-trend number of births since May 2021, cutting the cumulative births' shortfall to roughly 47,000. We do not expect or we do expect births to begin to slow again soon, and there's no evidence that the pre-pandemic trend of declining fertility has been reversed. Still, we expect US births in the year that ended June 2023 to total 3.725 million, up 1% from the previous year. US deaths have also declined following a grim COVID toll. Mortality has of course risen over the years as the population has grown and aged. Between 1999 and 2019, the number of people dying grew at an annual rate of roughly 1.4%, with deaths reaching 2.887 million in the 12 months ended in March of 2000. Tragically, the pandemic caused deaths to soar. The peak 12-month period for deaths was the year ended in March of 2021, with 3.538 million fatalities, roughly 600,000 more than would have been expected from an extrapolation of the pre-COVID trend. Moreover, throughout 2021 and 2022, monthly deaths remained above their pre-COVID trend, with cumulative excess deaths of roughly 1.25 million in total. However, the good news is that COVID fatalities have finally eased in recent months, and by January 2023, monthly deaths appear to have fallen to below their pre-pandemic trend. Given this. And presuming no new COVID surge or other disaster, we expect U.S. deaths in the year ended June 2023 to total 3.125 million, down 9% from the previous year. Immigration is also reviving as pandemic effects ebb. Between 2014 and 2017, net immigration to the United States, both legal and illegal, averaged just over 1 million people per year. This fell in 2018 and 2019 due to tougher immigration rules and fell again in the pandemic. So the total net immigration equaled just 477,000 and 376,000 in the years that ended June 2020 and June 2021, respectively. In the year that ended last June, net immigration rebounded strongly to 1.011 million people, reflecting a surge in asylum seekers, a strengthening U.S. economy, and a pent-up demand to immigrate to the United States built up during the pandemic. This year may well see a further increase in immigration. Between July 2022 and January 2023, average immigrant visas issued rose 22% from the same period a year earlier and are well above immediate pre-pandemic levels. The relationship between immigrant visas and actual net immigration is unfortunately not very tight. However, as a rough estimate, we expect net immigration to rise to 1.15 million people in the year that ends in June of 2023. Now, if you put all this together, The US population could rise by 1.75 million people, or 0.5%, in the year that ends in June of 2023, compared to 1.256 million the prior year, and just 520,000 in the year before that. Moreover, population growth could be at roughly the same pace in 2024, as a further decline in total fatalities offsets lower birth and net immigration numbers. Thereafter, population growth is likely to drift down slowly, as the gap between births and deaths resumes its narrowing trend. A world of more baby showers and fewer funerals is, of course, a much better world. This demographic revival should allow for somewhat stronger housing demand, although it won't fully offset the impact of higher mortgage rates on home building and home selling. Stronger population growth should also boost consumer spending, although we still expect this to grow very slowly over the next two years due to broadly tighter fiscal policy. Stronger immigration should also boost labour supply somewhat. However, it's worth emphasising that it will still leave the US chronically shorter workers, in their now very old 2017 forecast, the Census Bureau estimated that the US population would grow by roughly 2.2 million people per year or 0.65% between 2023 and 2028, comprised of roughly 2.15 million births, 4, sorry, 4.15 million births, 2.95 million deaths, and net immigration of 1 million per year. It now appears that births will be significantly lower than the Census Bureau projected but otherwise we may return to roughly the track that they laid out. However, within that forecast, the ageing of the baby boom meant that the population aged 18 to 64 was only going to grow by 0.17% per year. This demographic fate has been locked in for many years and could only be disrupted by allowing a significantly larger number of working-age immigrants to enter the country each year. Now, assuming that this is not on the cards, labour force growth, employment growth and economic growth are likely to remain constrained for years to come. Last week, the Bureau of Labor Statistics confirmed that most of the productivity surge of the pandemic had been offset by a more recent productivity plunge. This week, they should confirm that we continue to have the lowest unemployment rate since the late 1960s. All of this put together suggests that despite a demographic bounce, the U.S. economy is poised to grow by less than 2% per year over the next few years. This reality should in time lead to easier monetary policy, Um, Helping US stocks and bonds. However, it also suggests the need to invest in companies that can benefit from stronger demographics elsewhere in the world. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.